Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and as always, it is a pleasure to have you with us. Although you didn't miss me because we pre-recorded the program, I have been on hiatus for two weeks. Uh, I, I I look like a marshmallow. I, I actually got some vitamin D. Uh, it was sunny, it was hot, it was humid, uh, and we're back at it. Today is March the 24th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And um, I guess every day that goes by wherein nuclear war is not announced is a good day nowadays, uh, which, is, which is kind of a scary prospect. We got to this place very quickly. Uh, and uh, the, the tension keeps ratcheting up. Um, there's, there's nobody that is taking a step back and going, okay, uh, what are we prepared to do? What are we not prepared to do? How far are we prepared to go with this? Uh, because we're just a mess as far as uh, international affairs is concerned. Uh, other nations are getting in on uh, the show. Uh, North Korea just launched a giant missile. I don't know if it did anything because it's North Korea. They've been trying to launch missiles forever. But uh, it shows that uh, tyrants great and small are uh, getting a little wind in their sails as far as courage is concerned. Uh, They're making bolder and bolder moves. And I think uh, we haven't seen... um, China act out yet as far as Taiwan goes, but um, I think it's only a matter of time. Look, uh, if you're a praying person, uh, I'm sure you've been praying for the situation uh, globally already, but at this juncture, uh, it's not as, it's not like, you know, the cool, the calm, and the collected uh, are going to have their day in the sun. Uh, This thing um, can easily spiral out of control. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, we're not messing with a tinbot dictator. Uh, this is not Muammar Gaddafi. This is not Saddam Hussein, as uh, George the W. Bush used to call him. Uh, this, this is a nuclear power. And... Uh, I don't know how much we can push before they start to push back. Uh, Some time ago, maybe three, four years ago, and again, let me preface what I'm about to say with this. Two things can be true at the same time. This is not an either-or proposition. What is happening in Ukraine right now is a horrible thing. People are dying. People Uh, are are living in bomb shelters. People are living in basements. However, that being said, there is a push by what is commonly referred to as the globalist nations to go to war with Russia. And I don't believe seeing the situation from an objective place that their reason for wanting to go to war with Russia is to protect Ukraine. Look, let's, let's just be clear, all right? Politicians and bureaucrats in the UK, in the US, in Germany and other places, in Switzerland and Sweden, you know, the, the, the nations that believe they have the blueprint for the future, They don't care about the people of Ukraine. They don't care how many Ukrainians can die, will die. They don't care about the Romanians, which are next door. And if, you know, 
a chemical attack or a, a, a Lord forbid something worse happens, uh, Romania would be affected too. I've got family there still. So understand that although I, I wish I could give the benefit of the doubt to our betters, as it were, to the politicians in charge, and say they're just looking out for the little guy. They just want to protect the people of Ukraine. That couldn't be further for the truth. Uh, right now, uh, the Russians are standing in the way of their agenda, and they're using the Ukraine as a fulcrum point. And the powers that be really do believe that they can also use Ukraine to further their agenda. So basically, this, this little nation that was the buffer between NATO and Russia is being used by both sides. And neither side really cares about its people. And that's, I think, that's the saddest part of all of this is that no matter which side you take, no matter which side you look at this from, nobody's looking out for the Ukrainian people. There are organizations, there are ministries that are doing their best to send out aid, to send out food, to provide shelter. But as far as governments are concerned, uh, they're, they're, they're both playing towards their own agenda. And if they could get their agenda through uh, while sacrificing the Ukrainian people, I guarantee you the narrative would change. I guarantee you that the people of Ukraine would no longer be the leading story, or Ukraine for that matter. Because there are skirmishes, there are wars, there are people dying all over the world. But for some reason, this has become the talk of the town. This has become the story. And the reason this has become the story is because both the globalists uh, and, and those that are anti-globalists are using it uh, to try to further their agenda. And I think that um, if you look at this in its progression, if you look at this as it's going forward, you realize that our agenda is not the protection of the people of Ukraine. And by our agenda, I mean this administration. Again, I don't care where you sit politically. Be objective about this. Listen to what is being said. Listen to how it's being framed. Listen to how the narrative is being tweaked as the days go by. And you'll realize that there are powers at play that really, really want to see a full-scale war emerge out of this. And I guarantee you, it's not the citizens of America, it's not the citizens of Ukraine, it's not the citizens of Russia even. Nobody wants to see war. We know what war is. War is a horrible, terrible thing, and people die needlessly. But the people who send you to war will never be at war themselves. They will never be in theater. They will never strap on their boots and they'll never go out and face the enemy and stare at the white of their eyes. Mr. Robinette Biden can't even tie his own shoes, never mind strap on his boots and go to war. I know, the days of corn pop are far gone. But people in power believe that collateral damage is acceptable as long as they get their way. Uh, this just happened today. And uh, if you thought Kamala Harris going to Europe was a horrible idea, uh, Mr. Robinette Biden said, hold my, uh, you know, milk of magnesia. I'll show you how it's done. So now he's over there uh, making a fool of himself. President Joe Biden assured the world during a press conference on Thursday that NATO would respond if Russian President Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons in Ukraine. 
there has been no talk by Vladimir Putin or anyone else of using chemical weapons in Ukraine. They're trying to wag the dog. They're trying to push these people into a corner where they'll do something that they can point to and say, ha-ha, they did it, now let's go get them. Look, nobody's trying to, to, to de-escalate this situation. There are no cooler heads prevailing here. Every single day, we're ratcheting up the tension. Every single day, we're one step closer to something really horrible happening that we can't back away from, that we can't talk ourselves out of, that we can't use diplomacy and American ingenuity to, to you know, make better. Look, once, once this thing sparks off, it sparks off. There's, there's no going back from it. There's no pulling back. There's no, oh, I, I was just joking. And nobody seems to get that. Politicians in this country uh, talk as though victory is a foregone conclusion. And an easy victory at that. Well, we just got to punch him in the face and show him who's boss. Are you going to do it, Lindsay? Is Lindsey Graham going to be the man to go punch Vladimir Putin in the face? I'd pay a pay-per-view to see that. I don't think it would turn out the way Lindsey Graham thinks it will. But I'd have the popcorn at the ready. But here we go again. We're, we're wagging the dog and we're trying to escalate. When the Ukrainians and the Russians are trying to have back-channel talks, when they themselves are trying to de-escalate the situation, I think Vladimir Putin is realizing it's not as easy as he thought it would be to take the territories that he wanted. The Ukrainians are putting up a fight. Uh, there, there's only so much... He's willing to stomach as far as bloodshed. Uh, and I think they're holding back because if the Russian war machine wanted to march through Ukraine, it would quite readily. I'm sorry, that's the reality of it. But for some reason, even though they're trying to back-channel some kind of agreement, even though they're trying to back-channel some kind of, hey, truce, okay? All right, you put up a fight, bravo, we'll, we'll back away, give us this or that. The West, it seems, is trying very hard to escalate the situation uh, beyond the point of no return. Again, this is today's story. This is today's headline. President Joe Biden assured the world during a press conference on Thursday that NATO would respond if Russian President Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons in Ukraine. It would trigger a response in kind. Well, translation, that would be full-blown war. Because, again, nobody even floated the idea of using chemical weapons except for the West. But now Joe Biden goes out and says it would trigger a response in kind. That means what? We would attack Russia with chemical weapons? This isn't giving a teenager a spanking. These are two superpowers going at it. Russia's not a superpower. Tell that to their thousands of nuclear ICBMs. Look, I I, I understand that even in in the fallen state this nation is, even, even in... Come on. Can we be honest? Can we be honest? This isn't any longer the once great America. But even in this fallen state, there's plenty of people out there that think this would be a cakewalk. And right now, the Russians are making alliances. Right now, the Russians have the Chinese. They have the Saudi oil. Saudi Arabians won't send us any oil. And Putin's pushing that any non-allied uh, people uh, buy their uh, oil in rubles now rather than the U.S. dollar. 
We discussed all of these things long before they started to materialize. I know, American prophetic, what can I do? I warned you, I told you, you shouldn't gotten ready. I don't know how you could have. Maybe, you know, take five-gallon drums and fill them with gas when it was $1.80, but hey, then, you know, in, in the middle of summer, your house might have exploded. So it is what it is. We knew these things were coming, therefore they're not a surprise. But for this administration to wag the dog to this level, to start talking about triggering responses in kind, if and when, because, look, nobody's innocent in this situation except for the citizens of Ukraine. I guarantee you politicians in Ukraine heard what Biden said. And remember a few weeks ago, there was that big hubbub about the nuclear reactor at Chernobyl being breached and bombed and all that. Well, apparently it turned out it was a false story that was put out by some Ukrainian politician. So, why not some intrepid politician seeing an opportunity to get America to go to war with China float the idea that, hey, chemical attack. Some, some English politician said that the Russians already attacked England with nuclear weapons. This is a person that sits in, 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 in an elected office in England. She actually verbalizes, well, the Russians already attacked us with nuclear weapons. Yes, they attacked England with nuclear weapons. These people are insane. They, they legalize drugs that, that messes with their mind, that takes away logic and reason. But would it be a stretch... To engineer something, to provoke a response from the U.S. directly against the Russians. Given that, Mr. Robinette Biden left the door wide open. If chemical weapons are used in Ukraine, it would trigger a response in kind. And by the time the dust settles and by the time it's figured out there was no chemical attack, it was just, you know fake news, as they like to say it, we'd already be in the middle of a scuffle. Again, two things can be true at the same time. What is happening in Ukraine is horrible. People are dying. People are afraid. Cities are being bombed. The Russians are marching in. But there have also been stories that were fabricated throughout all this about nuclear leakage and nuclear reactors and all these other things. And I wouldn't put it past politicians to see an opportunity and seize upon it. Again, American prophetic, just letting you know. But Mike, you're helping the Ukrainians. What, what are you talking Yes, because they need help. The people are innocent. The average citizen, the guy that goes to work from 9 to 5 and, and go buys a loaf of bread and some salami, they've got nothing to do with this. But politicians are the same the world over. They're dirty and they're dark and they'll do anything. If you don't believe it, look at what the Clintons were, were willing to do. Just for a little extra cash. Just to help out their buddies. Muammar Gaddafi got a shotgun rammed up his rectum before they killed him. Because Hillary Clinton had promised emergency hospital unit contracts to one of her buddies. And they thought, hey, if we can make them descend into war, that's perfect. It'll be just a boatload of money coming in. And, and these vampires, these vultures, realize that the, the vaccine gravy train is coming to a halt. Because even the most ardent jabber is like, all right, four is enough for me. I'm starting to glow in the dark. I, I don't think I'm going to do any more. So now they need another train to hop on. War is profitable. 
You make lots and lots of money if you're in the right position, and every politician is in the right position. If you want to see how profitable war is, look at what stocks in companies that manufacture rockets and, and, and weapons and have military contracts were six months ago, and look at them now. Because it's not that complicated to look at a situation and see the motive behind it. And again, as heartbreaking as it is, there is not one nation, or at least not one political party in any nation, that is overly concerned about the people of Ukraine. They are being used as a pawn. Ukraine is being used as a pawn by the West and by the Russians. And I know that feeling all too well because I've studied the history of my homeland and guess what happened to us? First we were ally, you know, allied with the Germans, then with the Russians, then with the West, then with, everybody hit us. By the time it was over, there was like, maybe the Nigerians didn't take a pot shot at us. But everybody else came through and took everything. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Ukraine. They're being used as pawns, and the people will suffer for it. And as far as we're concerned, we're, we're doing our best to help. We're there to provide aid. I'm not taking a side. It's wrong. What Russia is doing is wrong. I will tell you this without any equivocation. But when the President of the United States goes out and says, if uh, there are chemical weapons used in Ukraine, uh, it would trigger a response in kind, over the next week and a half, two weeks, look for a quote-unquote chemical attack, at least a reported chemical attack. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I always hope I'm wrong because sometimes my mind takes me to places that I don't like going to myself. But I have to be a realist in all of this. There are no angels on this battlefield. There are innocent people that are being hurt by this. But as far as leadership and, and, and as far as politicians and as far as political parties, there are no innocents. Everybody wants power at the end of the day. If they have it, they want to retain it. If they don't have it, they want to get it. And in order to get it, they have to undercut the guy that's got it. That's the reality of the world we're in. Because politics hasn't been about public service in a very long time, anywhere in the world. It used to be one hope that it was still about public service in the U.S., but that dream died. But... I know how politics works in Eastern Europe. I know how politics works in Romania. I know how politics works in Ukraine. Why do you think Ukraine was the place that the son or daughter of every politician in the U.S. got contracts and got business and were put on boards of, of, of oil ministries and such? So again, there's a difference between the political class and the people. The people are being hurt. And what Joe Biden just said is going to exacerbate the situation exponentially. Because if I were a dirty politician, or if I saw a way for a superpower to fight my war on my behalf, you know what? You got to break some eggs to make an omelet. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Because this would escalate this into the stratosphere. But just listen to what this man said. This man needs to be put on medication. Somebody needs to buy him a kitten he can play with. And he needs to be out of the public eye. Because every time he opens his mouth, we're one step closer to nuclear war. And again... This is not hyperbole. 
President Joe Biden assured the world during a press conference on Thursday that NATO would respond if Russian President Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons in Ukraine. And again, these were his words. It would trigger a response in kind. Biden replied when asked by reporters if Putin using chemical weapons would prompt NATO to act. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. But the president hesitated to say what exactly the response would be. Whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, we would make that decision at the time. He doesn't even know what he's saying. The White House has resisted saying that use of chemical weapons would be a red line for the United States after former President Barack Obama famously failed to act after promising to do so in Syria. Again, what does it would trigger a response in kind mean? Please tell me. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But the, the reporters want him to say, you know, we, we, would, we would go and we would march into Moscow and Kiev. What, what? It would trigger a response in kind. And if that happened, guess what? WW3. That's it. End of story. Good night, Nellie. Back to the Stone Age we go. Biden admitted during his press conference that sanctions were not a deterrent to Putin, but wanted to extract as much economic pain as possible on Russia for invading. Well, it looks like they're extracting more economic pain on the U.S. than they are on Russia. Because the Russians are used to living below the poverty line. A lot of Americans aren't. And just in case nobody thinks it'll affect us here, guess what? They're foreshadowing. Whoever has read a good novel, like a really good book, the best books that I've read have always had a little foreshadowing in them. It doesn't come out exactly and tells you what's going to happen. But you get the idea. Well, since Mr. Robinette Biden isn't the brightest bulb, he came out and actually said it. There was no foreshadowing. He's telling this to the American people. And, again, some people might say, oh, you're, you're, you're just... You're not giving him the benefit of the doubt. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I can't. But this thing with with Ukraine has been very serendipitous for this administration to explain away food shortages, gas prices, and everything else in between. No matter what goes wrong in this country, for as long as this thing lasts in Ukraine, it'll be the fault of... Russia going to war in Ukraine. It's not bad management. It's not the fact that we're unwilling to to, to drill on our own soil. It's not about shutting down pipelines. Nope. It's all Russia's fault for going to war with Ukraine. And Mr. Robinette Biden came out and said this today. Food shortages are going to be real. Do you want to know why? I'll give you a guess. I'm sure you guessed it. Due to Russia war in Ukraine, indeed. Not their incompetence. Not their mismanagement of this, this, this semi-flu. Not the fact that they taught people not to work anymore by giving them free money. No, no, no. Food shortages are going to be real due to Russia war in Ukraine. What else is going to be real due to the Russian war in Ukraine? Hmm? Again, 
When it happens, I'm going to have to American prophetic you again. But chicken at $200 a pound is not out of the realm of possibility. We are perhaps four to six weeks away from the stock market imploding. By the way, I'm reading the tea leaves. By the way, major banks are getting hit left and right. Four to six weeks. And that's being gracious. President Joe Biden acknowledged during a press conference in Brussels. Can he spell Brussels? On Thursday, that food shortages will hit the world as a result of Russia's war in Ukraine. It's going to be real, Biden said when asked about discussions with world leaders about food shortages. Question, Mr. Biden. Will you be missing any meals? Because last night, we'd just gotten home, and we'd been away for almost two weeks. And my wife said, hey, you're going grocery shopping. And because I am a man of peace, and because I seek peace above all else, I said, yes, dear, make me a list. And I went to the store, and I bought the things on her list, and I was in line, and there was a guy in front of me. And he was trying to write a check for $24 for some cold cuts, some cheese, uh, some sliced bread and stuff like that. And I can see on his face that, that he was hoping this thing gets through. Uh, it didn't. They asked for his driver's license. He begged off and said he didn't have it. Uh, so I, I ended up paying for his, his groceries. I'm not saying this to, uh, you know what, left hand, right hand. I'm, I'm saying this to make a point. People are already hurting. In this country, people that used to be below middle class, middle class are feeling the pinch already. And this is before food shortages, because if there's a shortage of something, the law of supply and demand kicks in. And I don't care how many times Senator, uh, what's her face, Pocahontas herself, the woman with less Indian blood than me. Uh, says that it's just supermarkets, you know, trying to make profit. It's the law of supply and demand. If they nationalize everything, and you know what? Again, the realist me starts pulling at this thread And I start thinking to myself, Senator Edwards, no, it's not Edwards, what's her name? I I even forget. She's so forgettable that I even forgot her name. Edwards is the guy that had the baby with the lady while his wife was dying or something. So, yes, all our politicians are great, God-loving, God-fearing people. Never doubt a politician. I mean, they speak truth every day. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, that's her name. Senator Elizabeth Warren said, well, you know, if it wasn't for all these greedy corporate fat cats, the prices of your groceries would have gone down now and up. Well, again, we, we talked about, you know, wholesalers and retailers and the fact that if wholesalers charge more, retailers have to up their price. And so you pay more because everybody has to make a dollar. Now, wouldn't it be quaint? Let's say quaint. This may sound a bit conspiratorial. I'm not going to label it American prophetic quite yet. I'm going to give it a couple months to see where this heads. But wouldn't it be quaint for some senator like, uh, I don't know, Mittens Romney or Liz Warren or one of these real intelligent people to come out and say, hey, American people, you know what? We see what the dirty, dirty grocery stores are doing to you. We see that you're paying out the nose for everything. I think it would be best if we nationalized the grocery industry. That way, 
they can't profiteer off of you. And I know you're thinking to yourself, but this is America. Uh, up until a couple months ago, they were forcing people to put things in their bodies they didn't want to put in their bodies if they wanted to retain employment. That was America, too. If you think it's far-fetched, give it a minute. Because if this is the foreshadowing that they're already putting out, if they're already saying, hey, I know, I know, I know it's horrible. Because of Russia and Ukraine, you're going to go to the store and there's going to be nothing in there. Because if Russia and Ukraine are anything, they're big exporters of pineapples and oranges and avocados. So because of them, you know, everybody knows we, we bought all our beef and all our chicken and all our pork from, from Russia and Ukraine. And, and since there's war there now, we're not going to get any of that anymore. Does that make sense? But they've dumbed down an entire nation for a generation to the point that to some people it makes sense. A skirmish halfway around the world is affecting your supermarket. It's not the decisions that they make every day to make you poorer. No, no, no. It's the war between Russia and Ukraine. Yes, I understand Ukraine produces a lot of the grain. I understand Ukraine produces a lot of the wheat. I understand they produce the fertilizer that makes all that yummy, yummy food that gives you, you know, ulcers. But if they're foreshadowing this, it's going to get brutal. Uh, like I said, I, he pointed out that Russia and Ukraine were considered the breadbasket of Europe, producing nearly a third of wheat exports around the world. Biden also previewed tough times ahead for food supplies across the globe. The price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries, as well including European countries and our country as well, Biden said. This man can't put together a coherent sentence. And for somebody that's an immigrant to this country, that, that chaps my hide more than anything. You're an American, dummy. You should be able to put a sentence together. You're the American president. If you can't put a sentence together, quit. Biden said he and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau promised European leaders the United States and Canada will act to bolster their supply of grains. You can act to bolster their supplies of grains, but you know what? Tempest fugit, kids. As the old saying goes, time flies. And I know we're still in spring. But after spring comes summer, and after summer comes fall, and boy, oh boy, winter will bear its fangs sooner than you know. And if we're having fuel shortages here, I, I don't know how we can uh, export the gas and export the fuel to Europe. And the Europeans, they're dependent on Russian gas and oil. So we'll see how that plays out come next winter. No matter how you look at this, you can look at it from every single side, and every single side is scarier than the last. There is no good way out of this. And again, the saddest thing to me is that politicians are playing politics with the lives of the people of Ukraine. 
And even if they're trying to back-channel a deal, because Zelensky already said, we're trying to work something out between Putin and himself, between Russia and Ukraine, I think NATO and Joe Biden are going to do their utmost to keep them from reaching some kind of truce. I say this with a broken heart. This administration, the politicians of this country, the politicians of NATO, do not care about the people of Ukraine. They're trying to find an angle. They're trying to find the profit. And the biggest profit is going to be in the arms business. And in order for arms to sell, you need war. It's as simple as that. They don't care how many young people are going to die because, hey, we can just import more. I mean, for every 24-year-old American that bleeds out in Europe for no reason other than he was sent there, we can bring in a few Mexicans that will work for half the price. Mike, you're so jaded. I, I, I can't believe it's, it's the reality of it. You can't sugarcoat the things that we're seeing. The only thing that means is that you're lying to yourself. I refuse to lie to myself. Because when you lie to yourself, you've got no one to blame but yourself for believing a lie. So, again, be prepared. Food shortage is on the way. And I wonder how the average citizen in this country will react to not only food shortages, but continued inflation, continued increase in the price of everything. Uh, My daughters like something called veggie straws. I, I don't know if they're really veggie straws but whoever came up with the marketing for this was really smart because every parent thinks they're healthier than potato chips so whenever you know my girls get a treat it's usually veggie straws well uh, a couple days ago I went to the supermarket bought a couple of veggie straw bags and I came home and my wife opened it and she looks in the bag and she looks at me and she goes, what is this? Well, what do you mean? There is like four straws in here. What is this? My wife has an accent, if you don't know. So it, it, it's a poor imitation of her accent. She sounds a lot more American than that, but it's still funny to me. Uh, there's maybe half the veggie straws in a bag that there used to be three months ago. The price is still the same. But the contents inside the packaging was cut by half. See, because there's some things that they are not increasing prices for yet. But if you look at the volume of contents, you realize that they're making up the difference by giving you less things. So, food shortages, yay, be ready for them, uh, Mr. Robinette Biden says. But for me, this, look, the, the thing that worries me the most is this open door. And I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I, I hope nobody goes down the rabbit trail that my mind went down. But when the President of the United States says that a chemical attack in Ukraine would trigger a response in kind, uh, it's, it's a good opportunity to drag the U.S. into a war with your enemy, isn't it? Um, not good, kids. Not good. 
Uh, we're in a world of hurt, and I, I, I feel as though I'm repeating myself every week. But every week something uh, bubbles to the surface that is more worrisome than the week before. Uh, we could keep talking about this, but there's, there's, there's really nothing to talk about. It, it'll take one spark. It will take something to set it off. And once it's set off, um, that dog's going to hunt. And uh, I, I, I don't know how the average individual in this country will deal with it. Believers, I'm not fearful for. Because believers still have hope in Christ. Believers still have hope in God. Believers are still anchored in the truth of the gospel. But the godless, the godless will rage. And if they're able to succeed in placing this new Supreme Court justice in, uh, I foresee legislation that will ignite Christian persecution in this country, the likes of which you've never seen on American soil. And that may be a good thing. I think that will be a good thing. Because we've been living in the Hillsong age for too long. And there's an entire generation that believes that Hillsong is what Christianity is. Now, all you really have to do is crack open your Bible. All you really have to do is, is read through the Acts of the Apostles to realize that Christianity really isn't Hillsong. But who's got time for that? You punch in the CD, you, you, you sing about, I'm a strong, strong soldier, or whatever they sing. I don't know. I haven't listened to Last time I listened to Hillsong was forced. It was in a church service before I was supposed to preach a sermon. And they sang a Hillsong song right before they called me up, and so I bashed on Hillsong for 40 minutes. Uh, and uh, I, the pastor kept getting progressively redder in the face. Uh, so don't, don't get me started. I don't have the time to go into Hillsong. But the reason I mention Hillsong... Uh, is because the founder of Hillsong himself, Brian Houston, uh, has resigned after uh, revelations of misconduct. So, yes, uh, all, all, all the saintly folks at Hillsong apparently couldn't fathom that the people who brought them countless uh, oh, allegations and, 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 and just sinful behavior from their leadership throughout the world. Uh, they, they couldn't fathom that their founder would also fall under the shadow of misconduct. But yes, Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston has formally resigned as global senior pastor in the wake of recent revelations that two women, not just one, but two, made serious complaints of misconduct against him in the last 10 years, officials announced Wednesday. We would like to advise you that Pastor Brian Houston has resigned as global senior pastor of Hillsong Church, and the board has accepted his resignation. That's okay, Brian, chin up. Play some Hillsong music, you'll feel better about yourself. Oh, again, there needs to be a course correction with what we call Christianity. I think, I think other than nations where Christianity is persecuted, currently, every single nation needs to have a course correction as to the definition of true Christianity. And that can only come about by pain. 
that can only come about by persecution, that can only come about by lack, that can only come about by factors that will reveal the difference between believer and unbeliever, that will make the difference so starkly visible that even this generation of ingrates and illiterates will look upon them and say, hey, that person's different than that person. Because right now, kids, it's just a big old stew of stupid. Too much? No? Well, it doesn't matter because it's my show. And I know I speak the truth. Because even among what we call spiritual leadership, the things that are coming out of their mouth is just ludicrous. Going back to Jesus would have taken the vaccine and, and on from there. Again, don't get me started. But yes, Brian Houston has stepped down in the wake of recent revelations. We understand. There will be much emotion at this news, and we all share these feelings, do you? It's all about feelings. It's not about feelings. Nobody cares about your feelings. We're in this place because of feelings. This nation elected a man with dementia and a former, I'm not going to say hooker, but a former woman who slept with older men in order to gain political jobs. If you don't believe me, fact check me. Look up Willie Brown and Kamala Harris. They made a handsome couple. So don't. It's feelings that got us to this place. The head of DHS, Department of Health and Human Services, is a guy that thinks she's a chick who looks foolish because feelings. And so, yes, we need, we need food shortages. We need famine. We need war. In order for everyone to realize just how worthless and immaterial feelings are. There is truth and there is lie. There is darkness and there is light. Nothing to do with feelings. But see, we've had it too good for too long. And when people have it too good for too long, they, they start to entertain their feelings. The new revelations of misconduct announced last Friday quickly set off a shifting of that plan because uh, they, they, they were hoping to keep him on a little longer, you know, because uh, Brian Houston was the figurehead. But, hey, you know, once, once there's a hole in the dike, the water pressure makes it bigger and bigger, and apparently it got a little too big, so guess what? Hillsong Church said Houston violated the church's pastoral code of conduct by entering the hotel room of an unidentified woman for 40 minutes while under the influence of alcohol and prescription drugs during the church's annual conference in 2019. Uh, And... uh, This is our Bill Clinton moment of the day. Houston doesn't recall having sex with the woman, and the woman has not said if they had sex. Their accounts of what happened are not entirely reliable because they were impaired by alcohol, duly suggested in a meeting in church staffers last Friday. Houston was also under the influence of anxiety medication. How come? What happened to my hope is in you, Lord. My life is in you, Lord. My hair is in you, Lord. In you, 
Brian? Anxiety medication? There's people in China being beaten every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for calling themselves Christians. There's people watching their families being executed in front of their eyes. They're not on anxiety meds, Brian. Why are you head of Hillsong? I thought music was supposed to soothe the soul. of an international church movement. The dude's on anxiety meds and he got so blitzed on booze that he doesn't recall if, if he had intercourse with a woman with whom he spent 40 minutes in a hotel. Now, me being me, I would suggest that someone... Look into the kind of car this woman was driving pre-event in 2019 and then the kind of car she drives today. And if the price difference between the two cars is, I don't know, more than 50,000 Australian dollars, uh, then... I would wager she does remember, but money made her forget. This is just decrepit. This is sick. This is why we need the fire. I know that's not a Hillsong song, but I should probably record it. I'm going to become an artist. All right? It's going to be realistic music. All about judgment and fire. That's it. That, that, that's going to be the name of my, my new album. My first album is going to be called Judgment and Fire. We need it. We, we, we need cleansing so that the true church may arise. We, we need God to clean house. Because apparently Hillsong wasn't cutting it for Brian. Apparently anxiety meds weren't either. You needed that little extra nitro. Bring on the booze. How much booze do you have to have in you not to remember what you did? I don't know. I, I drink coffee. A couple cups in, yes, I get a little excitable. But I still remember what I did. I know it's not the same thing. Don't write me. Anyway, wow, that hour went by quick, huh? So uh, I think I know who sent in the art. Uh, thank you for the art. Uh, it's it's not Picasso, but it'll do. The person who sent it in knows exactly what I'm talking about. Ha ha, thank you. Uh, by the way, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. God keep you. God love you. Be wise. Be prayerful. Understand that you can have Two things being true at the same time. The people of Ukraine are suffering. The war is real. People are dying. However, the politicians the world over don't have the people of Ukraine's best interest at heart. And when they start wagging the dog to this extent, I get a little worried. So, thank you for joining us. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Well, Mike, I like your album title. I think it surely is pertinent for the hour we're in. And don't, don't steal my album title, Gino. I will sue. I'm very litigious. <laughs> I'm just saying I like it. <laughs> thank you. You know, but I want, you know, Mike's point about what we've accepted in the church is so accurate because... The, the whole Hillsong thing is imploding because it's based on flesh, carnality, based on, on so many unbiblical things, image, and all these other things. You can, you, you can be as worldly as, as ever and still be a Christian. You see Carl Lentz, the pastor of Hillsong, New York, falling into adultery and despicably not even telling the gal he was married or a pastor. 
how do you become the pastor of a church of 2,000 like that? That's mind-boggling. How do they pick people? How do they pick their leaders? How do they, how do they, I mean, where's the Holy Ghost in it and, and the power of God? Oh, going down that road, I'll be like, Mike, I'll be 40 minutes on that because I'm in Christian music and, and I think when you write solid Holy Ghost repentant songs and blood of Jesus songs and, and get right with God songs, they're not popular because they're not like a hit. They're not like radio friendly. I probably fall into that category a lot, but I don't care about being radio friendly at all. Every song we write as a Christian should point people to the attributes, tenets of the faith, and what honors Jesus. And with that, anyways, thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.